millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's Keanu being Keanu, but with a football in his hand instead of a gun. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, Swan Song, another fabulous episode of Hawkeye, and our Movie of the Week, The Replacements. All right, Mr. Villalobos. Yes, sir. Talk to me, brother. What's good in your life? Oh, everything's good, man. Come on. Everything's excellent. It's Monday afternoon. We got through the first Monday. Or the... the well, I, I guess it is the first Monday of December. Yes. So, so that's good. It's the, it's, <laughs> it's the first Monday of the end of the year. I don't know if that made sense. It I didn't mean, make any... Let's, let's just scratch that from the record. That never happened. We'll scrub that out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll scrub, we'll scrub that. He's he's not he's not going to scrub that. No, out, that's guys. going that's all state. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into these trailers, okay? Something that I'm good at talking about. <laughs> all right, yep. all right, man. Um, Spider Man across the Spider Verse, and they did us like they did Dune, Part One. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> talk to me, man. Not not a long trailer, but talk to me, man. Um, I saw the first movie, um, and I guess this kind of what was it the, the end scene for the Spider Spider Man? Uh, was it twenty ninety nine? Is that what he is? Yeah, yep. Um, kind of led us into this, but like you said, it's not very long. It doesn't give us a whole lot. We see uh, Gwen Stacy, and that's really about it, right? Uh, I guess he's traveling, you know, to the other universes through some sort of portal that they got. I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot that's going on right now. Yeah, man. It's the teaser trailer. Yeah. Um, I do like. Definitely that. Yeah. I do like that uh, they have the voices coming back. And um, we have Oscar Isaac as that Spider-Man 2049 cat or whatever. Yeah. Or 2099, whatever it is. Oscar Isaac is voicing him. Like Miguel or something like that. Another different Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The first movie, man, I I don't get emotional in movies, but this one, you know, it, it got to me. And I always talk about, you know, being a black man and representation and everything. But that was fabulous about that movie. But it tells a, a larger story of how we all have something in us, mm-hmm. uh, which was really, really cool. So I hope they play on that theme and, you know, explore some other topics and themes as well. Because yeah. you know it's already going to be a gorgeous movie. You know it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be action packed. Uh, but that those interpersonal things that the the, the writers, the directors, everybody is trying to tell—that's where the movie really shined. The first one, mm-hmm. and I hope that spills over into part one, and I guess part two, three, four. I don't know, who knows how many um, these damn things are going to do. I so, I just want to see the I, uh, the pig Spider Man again. I forgot uh, what's Peter his name. Por- uh, P- <laughs> Peter Porker. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Peter Porker. 
Yeah. We'll see him again. That'd be fantastic. My my <laughs> question, right? Because, like, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, we both love the comics and both love everything Spider-Man. But there's also that scene in the Simpsons movie where Homer's like, Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig, yeah. does whatever a Spider-Pig can. So yeah. my question is, like, what, what came first, right? The, the Peter Porker character or that scene in the Simpsons? If you know the answer, hit us up on our socials so we can know and we'll talk about it and share it on uh, a future pod. Yo, uh, my man, Mahershala Ali, yeah. future Blade uh, Swan Song. This one. Talk to me, bro. This one reminds me of uh, kind of that Michael B. Jordan flick, uh, Journal for Jordan, where we're all about family here right we're trying to put a little bit of a, of a brake pedal on that grief of a family but this guy goes a whole different way right michael b jordan's writing uh, a journal for for his family and this guy's just gonna get a new body <laughs> like it seems like he's like just cloning himself kind of right this is an interesting premise right and yeah. we've seen this before i mean oh yeah our, our man paul rudd clones himself in a show Living with myself on on Netflix season one was fabulous. If you've not seen it yet, the the original OG Batman, nineteen eighty nine, not nineteen sixties. Okay, uh, Michael Keaton multiplies himself in the movie Multiplicity. Okay, so there's yes. like eighteen of yeah. him. So the dubbing yourself, creating yourself, has been done before. Um, yeah. I don't think it's been done to this extent where man was like dying right (laughs) yeah he was just trying to slide that clone into the family like it like it's so they'd never know right it wasn't like a family effort it was just him just like all right let's slide this this other dude in here real quick and see how it works You know, yeah. you, you have Marshall Ali, you have Glenn Close, you have Naomi Harris, you know, you have the, these great actors in, in this movie. Um, And this is a, Apple TV's doing their thing, bro. Apple TV, <laughs> they are really bringing some good talent aboard and some good writers and to just making great movies. I, yeah. I never thought the day where you can say like, yo, Apple is a great movie studio. But they're doing the damn thing, man. Uh, I think this is going to be like another one of those great movies that they are producing and and putting out for great content. This one's going to be fun, man. I'm definitely watching this one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Um, Well, let's just continue, man. Jeremy Renner. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hawkeye, man, this the, this man. last episode, man, they were they were caught. <clears throat> opens <laughs> up well before it opens up when when they're caught. You know, we get the backstory of. Do we know what that girl's na- name is? Did we catch that? I don't. Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember either. You know, but she is. She only has one leg. Well, she has like her one lower leg. Other one is a prosthetic. She's deaf. Um, you know, obviously sign language and everything. She's a badass MMA fighter, though. And oh, we get this like yeah. backstory where why why she's after Ronan. It's because she she saw Ronan basically like chop suey her whole family, right? Like <laughs> demolish everybody. <laughs> Very nice. Oh my god, that was intense. That was that was intense. That was intense, man. No, that was it was actually a great episode because like the scene when she when she gets off the bike and is going up to the shop and she just sees what's happening, but the fact that she can't hear and we get it from her viewpoint, from her vantage point, excuse me. And it's just seeing this bloody visual. And not being able to hear exactly what's going on or what's being being said or all the all the disgusting carnage, but yeah, uh, Ronan's kicking ass, and taking names, bro. That he did, that he did. Yeah, that 
two, we kind of see more of that from Clint in this episode, too, with the sign language and really noticing now that without that hearing aid, he really is I'm pretty much deaf, right? Not not oh, all the yeah. way, but enough to where it's a, you know, it's a problem in some of these situations that he's in because he doesn't know how to sign. Right? So she's like, yeah, the, the yeah. other girl's like trying to sign something to him. And what does he sign back? Something about uh, thanks for the cookies or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So we get a lot more into that. And just the fun episode, right? This is the this is the episode that was in that teaser trailer that Disney put out. Uh, oh, where they're yeah, riding around they the car. The, dude, we got to talk about that. So yeah. they're trapped. <laughs> Uh, Hawkeye, when he gets that damn bow, man, he's just, he's just nasty, bro. <laughs> he is super nasty in that, like, where has like a toy warehouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's just, even without his hearing aid, man, he's just awesome. Yeah. And it's cool to see Haley Steinfeld's character as Kate. She's like the ultimate comic relief, man. Like the entire mm-hmm. time, right? <laughs> this entire scene, he's kicking ass, taking names. And she is funny. Now, the cool thing about Haley Steinfeld, one, you know, she is a phenomenal young actor and she's doing her thing. The comedy bits, though, I really didn't know that they were there for her. She, she's actually great as uh, Kate Bishop. Man. She's just awesome and funny and, 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 and witty. And she brings, like we talked about earlier, she brings something out of uh, Clint's character. You know, mm-hmm. to make him whole again, I, I guess. You know, that's where I feel like we're leading, yeah. right? He doesn't have Natasha anymore, who's his OG, triple right. OG best friend. And yep. you you can't fill that void, but, you know, she's helping heal some of those wounds. Yeah. You can just th- you can just tell, like, that's where the story is, is definitely going here. I kind of want to talk about that car the camera work inside the car. Oh my God. Yeah. That's exactly where I was about to go. Talk to me, man. So far out of all of the series that they put out, I think this is, was the funnest camera work. So far inside the car, like you're kind of riding in the back seat, right? Uh, (laughs) You are in the back seat. Yes. (laughs) You're you're in the back seat and you're just like getting this 360 view of everything going on. Uh, Kate out the window, the car's blowing up. Uh, Clint talking to Kate and them trying to communicate, but not really yeah. communicating, but still on the same page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I really like this work and this camera angle. This is something that they do a lot. And, you know, my favorite show, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. They do they do this kind of camera work a lot because that the impala in that car in that show is like a character. So... There's actually like a whole episode where it's dedicated from the view of the car. Oh, wow. So this is pretty cool. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Let's talk about the craziness that happened, though, real quick before we move forward. (laughs) Um, We really didn't get a chance in all of the movies that that Hawkeye has been in to see his... Uh, trick arrows like obviously we saw the exploding <laughs> one we saw the we saw the grapple one you know with his his regular one but you know the regular boring arrow which is still yeah. like phenomenal with his skills but we saw the 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 pim particle one right dope oh, yeah. right yeah. <laughs> the the plunger the plunger arrow <laughs> she's like why do you have a plunger oh that's why you have a plunger arrow yeah. right <laughs> And, you know, we, we watched, we just spent the last, like, what, six, seven, eight, nine years watching Arrow with, you know, uh, on the CW, which was fa- fabulous. And, you know, they're basically mirror characters, DC, one DC, one Marvel. But, man, I I love the trick shot arrows and everything. So we saw some of that stuff, but to see it, like, in this format on Disney+, Plus, yeah. you know, this much cinematography... It's just a whole another another level, man. It's just fun to watch. This is this is definitely uh, becoming a 
a show that I'm loving really fast, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. <laughs> Tis the season to you, sir. I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, I didn't I didn't mention it in the intro, but it's Christmas time. Yes, Hanukkah, is. Kwanzaa. It's hot. It's the holiday season, man. It's it's a it's a beautiful time. Right, we're wrapping up the year. Uh, any holiday movies that you are looking forward to watching? We enjoy kind of the Christmas horror movies. Talk to me. Which ones? So we got like uh, one of them's called Krumpus. Okay, it's basically kind of this storm comes through, the creatures are out. If you go outside. Or if you let the fire die out in the fireplace, the creatures come in your house. You pretty much got to survive yeah. Christmas night. <laughs> Gangster. That's one of my favorites. And there's a few other ones that are, you know, kind of on the same lines, I guess. They don't really change much one from the other. Yeah. When it comes to, like, the horror movies on that end. But, you know, you got the normal ones, too. Um, Scrooge with your boy. Our first big name guest, Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray and uh, a few other good ones in there. Just normal stuff, man. A few comedies. Did you ever watch The Night Before with Seth Dude, Rogen? I was literally, the- I was literally <laughs> about to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. That is that quickly became one of my favorite holiday movies that I've watched year after year since it came out. I don't know if you came to the theater with us, but I forced like three or four guys. I was like, yo, I'm buying the tickets. Don't worry about it. We're all going to go see this movie. Um, we're watching the night b- before. I don't I don't remember if that happened. If I was part of that. This, uh, that's, you probably were like touring in Europe or something at the time, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, shit, shit happens. Um, right, right. No, man, but that that's a fabulous movie, man. Where you talk about, you know, the night before Christmas, what do you and your best friends do? Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're you, Jewish, you get drunk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, so Seth, Seth Rogen is is Jewish. Yeah. The other other two. Uh, Celebrate Christmas, so yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> and, and uh, Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie, bro, just yeah. fabulous cast, and with a who's who, man. But it's just like <laughs> the night before Christmas, everybody out in the city's drinking, partying, having a good time. There's this crazy party they're trying to get to, but just the interpersonal stories about like an unreconciled like issues that the three of them have with each other. Just explode on screen, and it's a it's a funny it's it, it's an emotional way. Um, it's just great, man. It's it's it has definitely taken the cake for me. <laughs> now that's up up there. Obviously, I'm still a big fan of A Christmas Story. Just great movie. People don't even call it really a Christmas movie, uh, but it's just great. Yeah. Also, nobody really likes this movie. I don't know why, but Iron Man 3, that's a Christmas movie to me, bro. I, I watch it, it every I mean, year. 100%, man. I got your back there. Give me another. Give me another. Thank you. Give me another Shane Black movie. <laughs> kiss, kiss, bang, bang with RDJ again, man. Another fabulous <laughs> Christmas movie, bro. So I, you know, you can talk about the diehards and the lethal weapons and those yeah. are obvious, right? But those are the three that I three or four that I tend to watch every single Christmas man, because it's just fun every Forget time. Forget uh, so. four Christmases either. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's this is one of the ones on my list there. When you tell me about so that. good, that is so good, dude. Oh, dude. So it's funny that you say that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Pete Billingsley who directs that. So Pete Peter Billingsley is the kid from A Christmas Story. Okay. He is actually really good friends with Vince Vaughn. Do you know that? I did not. And I don't know. And I don't know if he is. He's in Four Christmases. I don't think he d- directed it. He's in Four Christmases as the guy at the. Um, he's the airline guy. Piercing bl- blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, you yeah. can't miss him. Yeah. So this is uh he is... Seth Gordon director. Seth Gordon. Okay, got you. Yeah. Seth Gordon directed that. 
but Peter is in there. Now, Peter did direct Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn. I do know know that for a fact. So nice. Only be, only because I have that on on Blu-ray. Got so you know, boy, that's a uh, thing. John Favreau in there, Robert Duvall. Such a good cast in that one too. Reese yeah, Witherspoon. Team, movie in a pod. Team, talk to us about your favorite Christmas movies. We want to throw them on here. Hit us up on our, our socials, and we'll, we'll give you a shout out. We'll mention you, and we'll talk about them if we check them out. So we'll, we'll make that happen, guys. And we'll send out some merch. I'm just kidding. We don't have any merch. We, we have no merch. <laughs> working on it. <laughs> That's another lie. We're not working yeah, on it yet. We're not okay. <laughs> Oh, geez. It's cold. Cold for us. It's cold. That's it. That's all we got. Damn it. That's it. All right, JV. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and hop into uh, this week's movie, man. We got The Replacements came out in the good year of 2000. A few other flicks that came out that year. Actually, a really good year for movies, man. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas to get us in the Christmas mood. Uh, Road Trip, American Psycho, Requiem for a Dream, Boiler Room. That's the movie we need to do on the pod. Um, Almost Famous. I think that's like another one. Unbreakable, U571. And just <sighs> Jim Carrey just always doing it, man. Me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, a, that was another Jim Carrey tour de force film, man. It was so yeah. good. All right. So this movie, The Replacements, is directed by Howard Dooch and written by Vince McEwen. This one had a budget of 50 mil and only brought in 50.1 mil in the box office. Okay, big money. Big money. So I assume everybody still got paid, but we want to see a little bit more than that, I would think. (laughs) You would think. You would think, but we'll... We'll definitely dive into the uh, the, the the why about that when we yeah, yeah, talk, man. You. So starting this one, we got Keanu Reeves as Shane Falco, Gene Hackman as Jimmy McGinty, Brooke Langton as Annabelle Farrell, John Favreau as Daniel Bateman, Archie Harris as Wilson Carr. Uh, we have the great John Madden and Pat Summerall as themselves. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, Jack Warden as Edward O'Neill. Now, there's about 15 other people that's part of this team <laughs> that we can uh, we can get through as we run through this uh, movie. Unless nice, there's somebody specific nice. you want to you want to talk about. Yeah, man, we'll probably just hint on the. Uh, Ones that you talked about, and then you know, skip around or whatever. There's just so many good parts in this movie, oh. man. Oh yeah. Um, go ahead and just give us that quick synopsis, man, so we can jump in here. Yeah. So we basically got a very well-paid team that goes on strike because they want to get paid more. So in order to keep the games going, they decide to hire some replacement players. Gene Hackman is Jimmy McGinty puts a big roster together of all these people he knows and people he's heard of. And they hire him to play a few games and you know, they, they do pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so during the players strike, a legendary coach from the eighties comes back and recruits players to play the last four games to get the Washington Sentinels into the playoffs. So, you know, a lot is writing on this, yeah. this story, uh, you know, now going back, I've seen this movie a lot, but going back and researching this, we were not alive at the time, but this goes back to the, um, 19, 1980s time, player strike in the NFL where the Washington football team, Washington Redskins at the time uh, used replacement players and went four and oh, got into the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. So uh, this is loosely based on real life. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So this is fun, man. Um, 
we got a, we got a large different cast of characters and we'll definitely j- jump in but the plot itself is one of those that's okay this is actually something real that that happened mm-hmm. but this is a sports comedy not a sports drama definitely a sports <laughs> comedy and the fun definitely bleeds out the entire movie yeah. man mm-hmm. um I say this, brother. I, I don't want to waste any time. I want to talk about these characters. You got anything to add before we move forward, brother? Not at all. Let's not start with Keanu Reeves. Let's start with Gene Hackman. Okay? Sounds good. Legendary performer. Legendary actor. He plays Coach Jimmy McGinty, the replacement coach for the Sentinels, who gets the head coaching job. Uh, this performance by Hackman is by far one of my favorites, man. Just he's, it's just everything that he says is just so motivational. Yeah. And you want to play football for this guy, right? Uh, He's, he's that guy in the locker room. He's that guy on the sideline. Everything that he says oozes with like, yo, encouragement. Yeah. Every single word, man. He get he gets in the Falco's head to make sure that he's on the right path. The way that he game manages each and every player is fantastic, oh, dude. And just his one liners, <laughs> miles and miles of heart. Oh come on, dude! It yeah. does not get better than that, bro. Oh, he was just fun, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he had a uh, very special place for each of those guys, and. Like you said, you know, he knew how to talk to every one of them very personally. Yeah. I mean, he recruited them, right? He he mm-hmm. hand-chose these particular players because he knew, even though they weren't football players necessarily, they had a little piece of them that they could bring to help the team anyways. Oh, yeah. With him as being that, that focal point, that, that centerpiece who brings this ragtag group of guys together and just does it with a smile on his face, man. <laughs> I, I've... I think every we'll talk about the we'll talk about a lot of the cast and everybody, but yeah. it just seems like they were just having fun making this movie, man. It's very lighthearted, you know. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's really no like emotional stakes going on. They're just playing football, man, and just having the time of their life making this movie is what it seemed like. Yeah. Even when he's coming down on the guys, man, it's just all in, in fun when they, you know, we'll talk about that bar fight scene, and then they're in the um. That's so good. Yeah, when they're, they, and then they're in the jail, <laughs> you know, they're all doing the electric slide, <laughs> and then yeah. he he comes down, and they're all doing it ex- still, except for like <laughs> the deaf guy, yeah. and, they, and they stop. But, but he's like, if any of you ever get into a fight again, you know, there'll be no place on any of you on the team. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's just then he starts smiling. He's like. I would love to see Marcel get his ass kicked. Come on, let's get out of here, guys! Right? So, he's, so you know, he's that he's that hammer, you know, but yeah. to the team when he has to be. But he's that friend, you know. He's that he's that coach. He's he's there for a man. And Gene just does that fantastically, man. Throughout the movie, just sometimes you got to get into a bar fight, you know, for everybody to come together. Right? <laughs> so sometimes I think he knew. Do, man. He knew that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Copy. Uh, something that we never talk about are the amazing vehicles in these movies, man, that we watch. I mean, let's talk about our top phase, bro, for a second. Yeah, man. That Ashton Martin DB5 from James Bond, acclaimed, just mm. fantastic. That mm-hmm. 89 Batmobile. Tim Burton's Batmobile, Michael Keaton's Batmobile, just yes. badass, iconic. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not a muscle car type of guy, but Eleanor, that 67 Mustang yeah. Shelby GT500 from Gone in 60 Seconds. Whew. Got me there. Oh, that's a perfect car, man. <laughs> you know, and probably super iconic more than any of those other ones is that DeLorean time machine from back to the future. Like that was a character itself and just fantastic brother. Just classic dope vehicles that helped out our protagonist get through their movie, man. What are some of your favorites? Of course, the DeLorean, 
100% agree with that one. Oh, fantastic. Mine are a lot of muscle cars, man. Uh, 1977 Pontiac Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Fire. Dom's 1970 Charger from the first Fast and the Furious. Interesting fact, I have a photo next to one of those cars that I took at Universal Studios when I was younger. Ooh, ooh, nice. nice. Uh, 1958 Plymouth Fury from Christine. And that Ferrari 250 GT from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Dude, that one from Ferris Bueller's, man, is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite? Well, it's going to have definitely have to be Dom's Charger overall. Uh, just American muscle. No matter where you go, these things make a statement. Yeah. What about you? Which one would you choose? It's that DB5, man. It's the ultimate spy car. Like, I love James Bond. I always wanted to be a spy. Uh, you know, this car has pop-out gun barrels behind the front headlights, revolving license plate, a champagne cooler in the armrest, smoke screen, oil slick. This car just screams badassery, man. Like, I wouldn't use any of those things, but super cool. Let me ask you a question, though. Do you have to have a license to kill to drive it? You know what? You probably should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. So we want to hear about your favorite movie vehicles. You know the socials. Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. All right, uh, Mr. Shane Falco, Keanu Reeves, uh, former All-American quarterback for Ohio State, uh, choked in the Sugar Bowl, washed out in the pros after one season. Uh, the only note that I – well, I have two notes, excuse me. Uh, it's Keanu being Keanu, but with a football in his hand instead of a gun, right? <laughs> 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 what's good what's awesome about that is that's like that's our description for our favorite characters our favorite actors yes <laughs> talk about say what well, i think i said the same thing about paul rudd is paul rudd is just <laughs> he just sells real estate <laughs> yeah exactly that's <laughs> so good man he's just Dude is a dope leader. Let, let, let's not di discount that, right? Yeah. As as McGinty's character has to get the team together, it's, it's Keanu, it's, it's Shane Falco, who does everything in his power to really keep them together and work together throughout yeah. this entire movie. Um, and you just see that. And the cool thing about it is to see the, the maturation process of this team, who's only been a team for a week, come together <laughs> and actually play some football, man. That's yeah. tough. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. It starts off pretty rocky. But like I said, once, once he really like takes charge of the team, it, it starts progressing. Right. Before yeah. he's, you know, they're still kind of, kind of scattered. They're not really, they're not really a team when they first, you know, after this first week in this first game, they're not really a team yet. They're still fighting amongst each other and being goofy. Yeah. It's not really until that bar fight that they all uh, kind of start bonding. <laughs> <laughs> the bar the bar fight where yeah. um, everybody's thrown down except for Clifford Franklin, who's behind the jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, even, like, during, uh, you know, when the quarterback, the other quarterback crosses over is the term, right? He crossed over the picket line, and he's back in from the lockout. Even Shane does that with so much leadership, right? Yeah. When they're all out, like, partying after that away game, the third game, they're all out partying, having a good time celebrating, Shane finds out that Martel Cross, he comes to the party to, to let them know. He does it with so much le leadership, man. And he he's sad, but he wants his team to succeed, man. That That's the testament of a good man. And he does that just 
it's just fantastic, man. I, I know I've been using that fantastic word, brother, but this is a movie that for as low budget as it is, for as little yeah. bit of money that it did didn't make for whatever reasons, there's so much great there's so many great characters in this movie. Yeah. I mean it made a budget though. It made its they budget. Got, they got, they got back to budget. <laughs> got back to budget. <laughs> budget plus point one. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We're good there. <laughs> Brooke Langton. I know I know nothing. I've never seen this person a day in my life except for in this movie. Right? <clears throat> I have never I have never seen her in any TV shows. I've not seen her in any other movies. At least I've never noticed her. Yeah. But yeah, even her, the top of her like Wikipedia page says Friday Night Lights, Life, The Net. She, the TV she show. Is- She's looks like in a lot of TV shows. Okay, which I don't watch a lot of. She was in the bitch warmers though, so really, gotta go check that out then. I mean, she actually got a she actually got a long list of stuff she's been in. We just, I guess, it's just kind of on the back burner stuff. <laughs> like you just don't re- you just don't remember her from anything. I guess I don't know. She got a lot of stuff. She got a lot of stuff going on there. I don't know how because she is a standout in this movie. Yeah, <clears throat> but but she is the head cheerleader and coach for the Washington Sentinels and the owner of the bar uh, in Washington that a lot of people go and watch the games and everything. She is that eye candy for Shane Falco, right? Another the overarching story is this lockout and the replacements, but one of the many stories which I like that they added all these little different things within the movie right Mm -hmm. um it's like it's like as they if you play a video game it's like a side quest right Mm -hmm. and uh she owns the bar but it's like shane is definitely digging her oh yeah and will he get the girl will he not get the girl what's the dynamic there right and it's 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 really cool to kind of see them interact where she's kind of like a football junkie she's been around her her whole life so that was that was really cool to watch with her, man. My favorite scene with her is when they're just driving down the road. She's driving him in her Jeep, like, from the stadium to his boathouse. Yeah. And <laughs> she's, just, like, not stopping, running over curbs and everything. <laughs> and he's freaking out. And she doesn't even get phased by none of it. It's like none. that's the way she drives 100% of the time. That's DC, baby. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> that's how we do in DC. <laughs> this ain't Ohio. This ain't Columbus, Ohio, bro. That's how we do in DC. <laughs> we'll definitely jump to John Favreau in a second because his character yeah. is phenomenal. But uh Orlando Jones is Clifford Franklin. Uh <laughs> fastest man alive, no hands, right? Like <laughs> all yeah. that speed can't catch a cold. Nope. Uh, but but like just the comic really everybody was funny but he yeah. himself man he was it's just Orlando Jones and he's always funny with everything that he does man just loved him he got the he got the team really going in the jail cell with the electric slide he's always a good time in anything yeah. that he does man he's got a very good mix of the dialogue comedy and the physical comedy yeah so he can kind of deliver it deliver it all really well using both of those skills of his <laughs> it's so good and the man who got us here our holdover from last week uh john favreau uh not to be su- not to be confused with the crooked media's john favreau this is the actor john favreau so when i at this later on social media i hope i at the right one so i apologize um, I hope you both check it out. Check out the pod. Was was that an issue at some point? I mean, no, but I think it's cool that they have the same name and I both okay. like That's cool. love these guys. It might happen though. I might, I might at John Favreau, the wrong person one day. I didn't know if you had done that before. I it's, it's, you know what? I'll, I'll do it and I'll call it a mistake. How about that? That's <laughs> No, one's at John Favreau, who is the actor. The other one's at John Favs, which is the podcaster and former speechwriter for the 44th president. So tag him too. It'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, but we have uh John Favreau as Danny Bateman. This guy is really quiet off the field. <laughs> he's a military man. He's a he's a cop. You know, I think he played like one year at Mich- Michigan. Um, he's really reserved, quiet, and everything. As soon as he puts those pads on, man, it's it's go time. He is a wild and crazy man, and just a beast on the field. Yeah, his little opening scene uh, where they're first recruiting him, they show a clip of him, and he's just wild. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, just, uh, what was he, he's like swinging on somebody or something, or hitting somebody with, yep. like a, with like a stick or some sort of arm <laughs> extension of some sort. <laughs> Just wild, brother. And also jacked, too. I mean, remember, we did Swingers. Swingers was probably mid-90s. Yep. Um, This was 2000. So this was done, like, around 99, 2000. Uh, He was... John Favreau always been a big guy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, dude, he got jacked for this movie, man. He just got ripped out of his mind to play this (laughs) linebacker. And did his thing, man. I, I, he looked like that he could play some pro ball. You want to check tape? Let's check tape, bro. Let's check tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man. Yeah. So he's uh, it was, it was Michigan State, ex- excuse me, but he is he's just a badass on the field. He's kind of yeah. crazy, kind of weird, but like every every football team has one of these type of guys, man, yeah. that you have to have. On defense, just the craziest MFer who you need a fourth down stop. You need a, you need a fumble re- recovery. This is the guy. He will get it done for you, man, yeah. no matter what. He can run in and take the ball. Yeah. <laughs> run in and took it. He really <laughs> – that ball did not hit the ground. <laughs> He stripped that from his hands, man. Like that's it's movie magic, baby. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Before we jump to the next section, anybody else you wanted to talk about? It's just basically just the rest of your team as a whole. Once we get, like I said, that to that bar fight, right? That's the that's the turning yeah. point in the movie. You know, all these guys have Falco's back. Yeah. Once he kind of stands up to uh, the quarterback that he replaced. They're they're Martell, just behind yeah. them now. They're just behind them now, right? It's kind of the turning point. Bunch of awesome guys. They all have their own good parts in this movie. They're all pretty funny. Yeah, man. That's his team. Basically the rest of the cast. Yeah, man. And I, I do like how they, you know, I talked about earlier that evolution of how they started working together and becoming yeah. a solid football team. It really shows. And you can see these guys start having fun. I think one of the uh, guards even says, now we're rolling, baby. Now we're rolling, right? So <laughs> there are, the, the train has finally left the mm-hmm. station because that that first series of offense, they went back like, what, a negative 10 yards or whatever? <laughs> and they haven't snapped the ball yet. So. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh, bad. man, fun stuff. All right, dude, let's do this here, man. I don't even want to talk about the sets. Most of it's a football field, but they made being there look badass. I don't know about you, bro, but, like, I wanted to dance this entire movie, okay? (laughs) Like, this soundtrack was fire. Little young MC bust a move. Obviously, I will survive Gloria Gaynor. That's, you know, they played that several times. That's the 90s, man. Um, That's. I mean, yeah, dude, that's good vibrations. Marky Mark and the fun bunch. Come on, dude. You know, it's a party with some Marky Mark. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so many other great tunes, man, where they could have had like this really dope, like orchestra type score to get us through the movie, but they infused a lot of great pop culture hits into this. And that just brings the fun. That just brings the fun every single moment, man. And that's what I feel like is part of football, right? Like even at mm-hmm. like, you know, football games, any kind of football games, it's usually music. You know, you have bands playing, uh, but even the bands are playing this music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all about that, uh, the encouraging music, the ones that really makes you 
want to get pumped and want to basically take somebody's head off. You're right, man. Because <laughs> I remember, I remember back in high high school, our warm up music, you know, was like Three Six Mafia, Ying Yang yeah. Twins, you know, a little yeah. little Crazy Train by Ozzy and stuff like that, right? Oh, yeah. And these were the and these were the songs that got a, got us hyped you know, that everybody listens to while they're filling the stadium. Even, you know, I go to all the Chapel Hill uh, home games, football, and even when those stadiums start filling in, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of just dope music when the team's out there getting ready. Yeah. In the student section, there's actually a DJ set up. Oh, what? And he's on the ones and twos, bro. In what? Chapel Thrill, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool, man. I thought that was dope. <laughs> that was pretty awesome, yeah. So he's just spitting. <laughs> I, I asked if they wanted to hire uh, the CJ Productions, but they right, were like, right. oh, man, we got this kid on we're retainer. Good. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like we actually don't pay him at all. So <laughs> no, he's, it's even, it's even it's, better. It's a, student, it's a student program is what yeah. it is. <laughs> Are, are you two enrolled here? No, no. <laughs> let me let me jump into the theme theme here, man. For this one, carpe diem. Carpe diem is a Latin word, a Latin phrase. It's Latin for seize the day. Uh, the cool thing about this movie, man, is from the very start, these guys know what the deal is. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's no football future for this guy they don't have a football future they're just seizing one last opportunity for greatness and that's what gene hackman's character instills in these guys don't worry about anything else let's worry about these four games that we're gonna play right here and you know that speaks volumes into just being able to drown out everything out and everything else that's going on in your life and just focus on this opportunity that you have mm-hmm. and make the the most of it and make the most of it for greatness um it's and it's just a memory to these guys at this point yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. that after that that game they all went back and went back to being a cop or a preacher or prison. prison for the one guy. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there was, there was really nothing for them after this game, except for the, the thought and the mm. memory of gridiron greatness. And that's the story that these guys are telling, man. And it's just, like I said, it's just a fun ride. Very fun ride for me, man. All right, JV, that is our review of The Replacements. Talk to you, man. What were your thoughts and ratings on this one? It's such a fun movie. Really fun movie. Like, kind of one that, you know, probably just gets lost because it's not, like, the one you're going to find on your suggested movies list all the time, right? (laughs) Yep. Very inspiring, very up front with everything going on in the movie not really any twists and turns it's just guys having fun playing football getting it done but still a real funny movie and i've enjoyed it every time i've watched it yeah man my rating on this so i'm gonna give it three buckets okay very watchable man i enjoyed it every time i watched it what about you we're gonna differ this week we haven't done this in a while but this, oh, this gets okay, okay. This, this gets four and a half buckets for me man you know, uh, this movie is hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's sports themed, which I love. It's got the great Ohio State quarterback, Shane Falco, um, <laughs> and Gene Hackman just just going head to toe with those with those lines, man. Mm-hmm. Um, great supporting cast, great music, and it's just lighthearted fun. Yeah. You know how oh, yeah. we talk about how like escapism and kind of getting away from like real life and everything. This I, I don't have a big bucket of those type of movies that I enjoy, but this is yeah. one of those movies um, where it's just so much rewatchability, man. It's over and over again. Um, the one downside that I want to give it is give me more balance with. 
you know, what's going on on the football field and what's going on with these guys, you know, mm-hmm. outside. We we obviously get Shane and, you know, runtime and budget and all this stuff. And I, I get that, um, yeah. you know, realistically. But I would like to see also what else these other sporting characters are, are up to when they're not playing football. Yeah. You know, you're only you only go as far as as your team, and I think it would have been a better movie with that. So, just a okay. just a small downside for me. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the weird part too. Like, you know, we were texting before, uh, like the kicker, like had a lot of stuff going on, and then everybody else just kind of had, you know, they were just playing football, right? They had their yeah, little bit of yeah. backstory. And then this one character, you know, was a big part of something for some reason, right? I couldn't yeah. figure that part out. Like, <laughs> like, why did he get all this attention? You know, I, I don't, I, I, I couldn't figure that out. That, that irked me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, for like him. So, like, his, he's thrown into like the rest of like the ragtag group of uh, players. But you know, he has. I talked about earlier, like you know, side quest. He has his own little side quest thing yeah. that's going on, right? Where he owes these guys money. Um, if they like he has to start, him. they start coming after him. He has to start like you know missing kicks in order for him not to get his legs broke, right? That's a <laughs> it's a storyline that we went went down, <laughs> um, and that not everybody else got that. So yeah. yeah. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through the Replacements. Next week, we'll be talking about evolution. That's streaming on Amazon Prime. I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.